This is Becoming Her, a podcast for survivors of abuse or assault to share their stories. I'm your host, Emily Kemp, and I'll be having a conversation with a different survivor each week. I want to be sure to include a strong trigger warning with this podcast. The content we discuss includes topics related to violence. Listener discretion is advised. All right. Hi, and welcome to Becoming Her. Uh, Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Can you introduce yourself to everybody who's listening? Um, I'm Lotta, and I'm writing for her like um, almost a year now, I guess. Wow. Even longer than a year. (laughs) That's awesome. uh, I'm uh, like, yes. I'm very nervous because my English is not my first language. So um, it's pretty hard to um, express myself in English, mm. but I will, try, I will try my best. So, Well, and yeah. like, so extra special thank you for being able to um, <laughs> be willing to be, you know, doubly vulnerable because I know it can be hard to share your story, but then for you to be able and willing to do it um, not in your native tongue is like really really special to us and we really appreciate that so thank you for being willing to do this thank you yeah um so I guess we'll just kind of start with your story wherever you want to start sharing so where you know what makes the most sense to you where where do you want to start well I guess um the the biggest part of my story is uh, my dad of course Okay. Yeah. Talk to us more about that. Um, well, my my dad was uh, very abusive. Okay. Um, he left our uh, home when I was about three years old, but um, he stalked us a lot and mm. he was uh, very violent towards me, but also towards my mom, my uh, brother. So... Um, yeah, I guess that's my biggest trauma or however mm-hmm. you want to um, name it. Yeah, no, trauma sounds like, <laughs> yeah, no, trauma is the exact word, perfect word for that. Um, yeah. And that's really hard when you experience that at such a young age, too. Yeah, I guess it's, um, it's the hard part for me because um, as a child, you can't, you can't cooperate with those difficult situations right and um it's just really hard to understand things and um not blame yourself i guess that's the big biggest part um for a child who lives in abuse yeah absolutely and it sort of lays a foundation for the future for for other problems to happen as well yes (laughs) totally Mm -hmm. yeah so you, your dad was really abusive, and then you guys tried to kind of get away from him when you were really young. What happened after that? Um, well, eventually he died. Um, it was my... Uh, just after my um, 18th birth- birthday. Um, well, we didn't have really contact with him, but he uh, called us a lot and threatened us to kill us and all mm. those things. And uh, just after my 18th birthday, he, um, my uncle came 
to us and that's like three hours driving and we never saw him because he chose to leave my dad and mm. not us um and yeah they they came to me or us and um yeah we we saw them and we immediately knew he was dead because he stopped um stalking the night before mm. so um we had something like okay something isn't right here because then come over easily like <laughs> right and i guess it's it's really hard um to to understand he he's dead because now when i'm uh like 50 years old i will not ever be able to confront him with things sure so there's like a big piece of closure missing. Yes, yeah. I I just always was really afraid of him. Mm. And uh, just at the age when I was becoming stronger and um, more able to cope with um, his abuse, um, he died. And he chose to die by himself. Like, he he even decided that for us as a family, mm. he decided to um, close close that book. To well, mm-hmm. well, it it wasn't even closed for us. Like, yeah, right. So, and and just to clarify, so you're you're saying that he committed suicide? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, well, he was really a, a drug addict. Mm, and okay. We're not sure what happened. Okay. Like uh, my my uncle told a lot of different stories. Sure. One time um, he told us he got a heart attack. One time he accidentally uh, took an overdose. Okay. Or um, even <laughs> uh, some some uh, drug addict on the streets from my brother's work. Uh, told him he um, set himself on fire or something. Oh. So we're not we're not really sure what happened. But one thing is sure: like his body stopped working, and it was really related to drugs. Like right. if you set yourself on fire, that's probably um, under the influence of drugs. So right. yeah. <laughs> So really, at the the bottom line is that you know it was probably the drugs that ultimately kind yeah. of ended things for him. And yes. I I want to go back to to what you were talking about with like the this closure that he sort of like took away that opportunity from you guys, and that must have been really hard. Yeah, we we uh, chose not to go to his funeral because mm-hmm. um, if somebody's dead, they always speak positive about them, right? Um, and for us, he wasn't positive at all. So we didn't want to um, get confronted with all those lies and things. Um, so we chose to um, close it by ourselves. Like I wrote a letter, my mom wrote a letter, and my brother, um, he didn't really wrote a letter, but um, he <laughs> chopped the wood. We nice uh, <laughs> jumped the wood. We, that's awesome <laughs> we, sat, 
the 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 lettuce on fire. So that was his way of fire person. and wood chopping. Yeah, yeah, that's very cathartic. <laughs> yeah, and also really, um, I don't I don't know what the right word is, but like I think it's very telling of like the units that. Uh, that you have with your mom and your brother that you guys were able to to do that together that's special I don't know if special is the right word but I think that's really it's very poignant that you all did that together yes yeah we are a really close family Mm. because we um, went through a lot together and um, we're just so strong the three of us so Mm. that's really nice and and that's still the way it, it goes around here like when um when something bad happens where my brother is always there for me my mom mm-hmm. is always there for me so that's so that's somehow the positive side of all sure. this yeah um yeah i'm i'm interested to know too how you feel like all of these experiences have affected you or your family um well like a year ago I didn't really uh, believe it affected me at all like Mm. I knew um, some weird things of me like um, checking the door locks and all those kind of things um, were because of my dad and um, but I didn't really think it affected me that much I I was convinced it only affected my brother and my mother because um, mm. they, like, my brother was f- four years older, so he must okay. remember a lot more. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But now um, I'm in therapy and I'm uh, realizing uh, it affects me a lot more than I should want to. Like, right. yeah. yeah no and it's you know when when it's hindsight 2020 that's like a phrase that we have in the united states about like okay well now that you're an adult you can look back at that experience but when you're a kid and you're in it you don't know what's happening but when you're that little and that that trauma is affecting the way that the brain is like physically developing and you might not be able to come into the you know enough level of awareness to realize how it's affected you until much later um yeah and that's hard and that's hard but that's you know that's what therapists are for they're great they can help us through those things yeah yeah I'm really thankful uh for my therapist Mm -hmm. so yeah it's going a lot better with me since I've started with her I I already have like uh four years therapy of her nice um but at first i didn't really uh, talk about traumas a lot mm-hmm. i i more was um therefore um uh personal development sure but now i'm i'm um i'm grown a lot more and now i'm ready to face the trauma so that's it's hard but it's nice really yeah and I- I really appreciate that you talk about like how long it took you like four years before you're ready. And I don't think people kind of think like, oh, I'll go to therapy and I'll just like get it all out and fix everything. It's like it can take a long time before you really feel comfortable sharing. 
Yeah, and that's something I need to realize myself. Like the abuse um, was took um, 17 years, mm. 18 years. Like how can I even process it in one year? That's that's right. impossible. Right. So yeah. Yeah, it, it takes time. And if people aren't ready to talk about it, they don't have to. You know, I think it can be really re-traumatizing if people try and force themselves to talk about it because they think that they should. And it's more, there is no like timeline, you know, it's just when whenever you're ready and that can take a lot longer. Yes, that's exactly how we work. Like um, sometimes I... Um... I need to talk about things that happens in my environment and how that affects me. And then some, somehow a trauma uh, pops up mm. like, and I need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just have three weeks of nothing. And I, and I, I tell my therapist, I, I don't want to talk about hard things because it's going great. And yeah. <laughs> I just want to keep that, that hard hard yar of shitty things right just shut you know right just leave me leave me alone and, and let me be happy so then we we talk about um more yeah other kind of things like spiritual stuff or something right but, yeah. yeah and I think like it's important to lean into those moments where you feel really good you know, you don't have to force yourself to try and relive the trauma if you're just not there in any given moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it's so hard to talk about things you like because I was so young. I um, don't even remember things specifically. Right. Um, and it's it's really hard to think about why um, I react. Uh, that <laughs> hard on um, little things, mm -hmm. but um, I don't. I don't want to uh, wake up more hidden memories or something. You right. know, um, that's a really important thing. I guess if you're traumatized at a really young age, um, I I personally want to know everything, but I mm. know. I'm not ready for everything. I'm right. ready for the things that pop up and I need to fix that. And um, in the meantime, I'll wait <laughs> right. until, uh, until something pops up again. So, yeah. Right. I think that sounds like a really healthy approach. Good strategy. Um, so, yeah. So I know it sounds like for you, part of your healing process is like sharing and talking about things. And I know, like you said, you've been writing for... We are her for almost a year. Can you talk about what that experience has been like for you? Um, writing for me is um, really healing somehow. Um, I, I wrote a lot in my own language, mm -hmm. um, but I never shared it with anyone or I, I don't know. It's what, it was just some diary thing for sure. me, but, but um now I'm writing for We Are Her, and somehow even people don't uh, comment on it or um, 
even I'm not sure how many people read it or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just the feeling you share it with anyone, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's someone in America. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's that makes it even more safe for me to write everything down and and share it with with people. It just get, gives me um, a lot of confidence. Mm, yeah, and to, I think there's a big difference with like writing just for yourself, and then writing for other people to read it, and like just to kind of like put that out in the universe and um, trust that you know it. Someone who needs to read it will read it. Yeah, yeah, and I really hope, like, I hope or I wish I should have um, read my own stories, like, five years ago. Things would have been much easier for me to accept that I am um, a victim to or something like that. Mm -hmm. I always thought I shouldn't shouldn't pity about it or Mm -hmm. anything. Um, and that made me um, bottle up my emotions a lot. Yes. Mm. Um, and that ended up in self-harm and unhealthy ways to cope with my emotions. So mm-hmm. I really hope someone will read it and, and feel like um, like I feel now, you know, I, I'm I'm allowed to feel sad and I'm allowed to feel um, depressed and I I'm allowed to be affected by the things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, it's such a simple way of, of saying it, but it's so, um, I think it's something that survivors struggle with a lot. It's like, I shouldn't feel this way or I should have done this or I should, should, should. And I really like the language that you use with like, no, I'm allowed to feel sad and strong. I'm allowed to be depressed and healing at the same time. Yeah, that's really important. I'm also learning like like (laughs) a year ago or something, I um, thought when I'm healing, I don't deserve any attention. I don't Mm. deserve any help because I'm healed, right? Mm. But now I'm healed not fully, but partially Mm. and um but i'm still sometimes sad and i'm still affected and when you are healed or in a recovery process it doesn't mean i'm not allowed to have bad days or something or not allowed to have help or Mm. that's really important to know that even even if you're the happiest person on the earth you're you're allowed to get help and mm. uh, get support. Yeah, I think that's a really important message. Um, and I, I also, too, wanted to just go back to something you were saying about, like, not knowing if, you know, your writing or your sharing is going to help anybody. And I think um, a lot of people feel that way. But I do I do think and, – and it's very similar to this podcast. I've had similar thoughts to myself where I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, like, I'm not doing this with any expectation that it's going to be like the most popular thing or thousands of people are going to hear it. But if it could help one person, then it's worth it. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, if it can, if it just helps one person, and I think, I think it does. I think it really does because this is an issue that so many people have experienced. That even though people's stories are a little bit different, they can hear your story or read your story and find pieces of it that are true for them too, and that makes people feel less alone. Yeah, really, and um, the attitude, like. Um, the way someone thinks about themselves and how they cope with things. That's really important too. Like I had a lot of uh, support from Kenta, Strong Like Fighter. Mm-hmm. She writes for you too. Wow. And um, she, <laughs> she lives in my country as well. So that's pretty awesome. And I never met her or something, but only her mindset and her positive view and or at least trying to be positive. Mm, yeah. It made a lot of difference for me, even though our stories are not the same at all. Mm. But to see somebody else trying to heal is like inspiring. Yeah, yeah totally. And um, I think that's what platforms like this are all about, is just showing people and helping connect them so that they they don't feel alone. And there's something just like intrinsically healing about that yeah yeah cool well um is there I guess you know we're we're in a bit of a shorter episode this week which is okay but I just want to before we wrap up kind of give you an opportunity to share anything else that you might want to or maybe give a message to any survivor out there who might be listening something that you think they might need to hear um I want to tell anyone like your uh, feelings are are important and you can uh, believe yourself like don't doubt your your feelings your gut or anything like that I guess that made a lot of difference for me when I started to accept my feelings my emotions are okay so I hope mm. <laughs> anyone who listens please <laughs> believe me just accept your feelings and talk about things and uh, your feelings are always uh, valid or yeah that's yeah. the right word yeah awesome okay. yeah well thank you so much for writing for her and for being on the podcast and just so you know your English is spectacular so you have nothing to worry about <laughs> okay yeah thank you. thank you so much Lota okay bye Bye. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Be sure to subscribe and don't forget to check out our online community at weareher.net. If you or someone you know has experienced abuse or assault, you can always call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233.